This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn. We received a message early on from Boyi who says, let's not talk about parliament. It's dividing people. Let's focus on our roti chanai. Ha ha ha. Which brings me very neatly to today on Twitter. Because... We are number one, you guys. Uh, there is a caveat I have to say, though, which is that it's from Tate, Taste Atlas again. They, you might remember them. They ranked us, I think, 46th out of the 50th, 50 best world cuisines. So the last time they did us dirty, but now they've ranked Roti Chanai number one on their 50 best street foods. So there are lots of tweets on this. I'm just going to read you the one from BFM News, which says uh, Malaysia's Roti Chanai has ranked number one on Taste Atlas's latest list of 50 best street foods with a score of 4.9. Now, the so that's great. Yay, we're number one. But then when you read the rest of the list, it starts to get a little more befuddling, especially when you hit number five. So let me take you down, right? So the Roti Chanai is number one. Then we've got uh, Lumpiang Shanghai from the Philippines, Karage from Japan, Ban Mi from Vietnam, and then Prata from India. So Roti Chanai is at number one and Prata is at number five, which I think has caused some confusion. Um, Suvlaki from Greece and Tepoki from South Korea, uh, meanwhile, were at the bottom of this travel guide. Uh, they are Croatian-based, you may remember. And Indonesia's Pimpek, Srabi and Pisang Goreng placed 38, 40 and 42 respectively. So as you would expect, uh, whenever Malaysian food comes up, so, so, so many tweets in response to this. Uh, firstly, though, a philosophical and somewhat practical question um, from at Sangat Nenas, who says, how is it street food when you have to dine in to have it? Which I have to admit came to mind as well, because you don't often see people walking around with like a rolled up roti chanai and like munching on it, right? It's not exactly a handheld street food or even something that people usually eat on the streets. So there is that. But if we think more about street food as non-restaurant, casual, affordable, then perhaps it starts to hit some of those markers. Uh, all right. So some other points. Uh, this one, these three about Prata. Iskanda says, Malaysian roti chanai over Indian prata seems interesting. Uh, Rocco says, I thought they were the same. And Pankaj says, Singapore will say they created the roti chanai. Uh, Malaysia changed the name in Singapore. It's called roti prata. Uh, others are worried about pisang goreng. Uh, Minhalk saying, triggered near Indo pisang goreng. Um, and then others are dumping on Lumpiang. Um, so Puntekman says, where is this taste atlas from? Croatia, by the way. Why is that Lumpiang Shanghai always ranked so high on their list? Uh, T-Cards does answer saying, la, Lumpiang Shanghai to popia, guys, which it is. It is fundamentally spring rolls stuffed with meat from what I can gather. But you're right in that taste atlas always, always ranks it incredibly high. I don't have the answer either. Uh, some others defending roti chan, uh, defending nasi lemak. So um, let's start with this from Raizo who says, how come roti chanai and not nasi lemak? Uh, Sharifa says, okay, Malaysia has great food, but roti chanai number one, disagree. Supian says, burger ramli though. While Jam Lim Kopi says, how is roti chanai better than pisang goreng? How? Just how? Um, and then we've got a list of people just talking about their favourite ways of actually 
eating and enjoying roti canai. So, um, Yehat says, it's so good, especially when the roti has enough margarine, it's salty, it's soft, and then when it's hot, you pour guah champo or you put uh, you put sugar or condensed milk. Um, others, meanwhile, prefer a more savoury take. Uh, ben Hams too says, a must-try, especially during breakfast, with a dash of kuah curry, kuah dal and sambal, and you sip along your hot teh tarik. Um, others say it's hard to mess up roti canai, but the kuah is what separates good roti canai mid and bad. Dash Vinjit says this calls for a roti canai potong banjir dal breakfast tomorrow. And yeah, so basically, a whole bunch of responses, all of which have different approaches here, right? Firstly, whether whether we can claim roti canai um, in all good conscience, and then whether or not roti canai is the street food that we think best represents us. But I have to say that when we were discussing this in the office earlier, the thing that that kept recurring over and over again was, how do we like our roti canai? Because after all, okay, we can go back and forth and debate the list, but we can also just spend some time talking about roti canai, which is a, a food of beauty. So... <laughs> The, this mix of sauces have come up, uh, you know, whether you like banje or garing has also come up. And we want to hear from you. So, of course, what do you think of this list from Taste Atlas, which places us as number one, roti chanai, on top of the 50th best street, 50 best street foods in the world. But also, if you want to share, how do you like your roti chanai? How do you eat the world's best street food? Uh, you can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Building fit Malaysians, BFM. 89.9. It's 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn. And of course, on a day that we are talking about roti, specifically roti chanai, we had to play bread with everything I own. Um, in case the connection wasn't clear, I just have to, you know, try and highlight exactly how cheesy we're being with the song choices today. But uh, that perhaps gives you an introduction to what we've been discussing on today on Twitter, where Taste Atlas, they who previously named us 46 out of 50 in terms of cuisines of the world, um, has now ranked Roti Chanai number one on their 50 best street foods. So we're asking you essentially, what do you think of the list? Um, just as a refresher, it's Roti Chanai followed by Lumpiang Shanghai from the Philippines, Karage from Japan, uh, Banh Mi from Vietnam, and then oddly enough, Prata from India. So what do you make of this list? And also, how do you eat your Roti Chanai? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So, um, to the messages then, TIDJ says, Actually, roti chanai prior to the chain mama days would qualify as street food, but even now I've seen people order it banje for tapau. Uh, it can be eaten while on the move. I eat roti chanai banje, dal and curry. None of that sambal on it for me. So, I... I haven't actually eaten roti chanai on the move. If someone has, um, can you please get in touch about the logistics? What do you do? Is it, you know, something that you kind of cradle? Is it on your lap? Like, what what is the process here? But the other thing is, and I recognize that I'm going to open a can of worms, but I'm doing it anyway. What's the appeal of banje? I genuinely want to know because I I have never in... I, I've tried it. I've never enjoyed it. I, I think the inability to control the sauce level and therefore to be able to determine exactly how 
how crispy some parts of my roti remain. It's always bothered me, but banjay is far and away the most popular method that's coming through in the messages. So if you'd like to just... Help me understand what the appeal of banjay is. Please get in touch. Uh, Boyi says, It's due to the versatility of our roti canai, roti telo, sardine, sarang burung. In those other countries, it's just bland. Anyway, roti canai is the best food when we eat it with nasi lemak or ramli burger. Roti canai is actually the entree. And Lee Jun concurs with that, saying, Roti canai, best taken in the morning with hot kopi si and paired with murtabak and kwa. I, I think that it is either an entree or a finisher, right? Like when you're eating either that or it's a light meal. It's not quite a snack, but it is often the thing that you tag on on either end of your meal in order to make it feel just a little bit more fulfilling. Also, roti, sara, roti sarang burung, today is the first time that I heard of it while doing research for this segment, and it sounds delightful, like roti in the shape of, uh, from what I understand, like a bird's nest or a donut with an egg in the middle. I mean, that sounds like heaven and now I want to eat it. Um, Anil says, this topic is making me hungry uh, and I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but roti banjay with dal and sambal is the best. See banjay again. Please explain, everyone. I, I do not get the appeal. Um, Lynette says, Roti canai segi empat, garing-garing, banjay with fish curry. So segi empat is um, a, a good one. We were talking about this earlier as well off air. And the the round shape, I think, has its fans. But the, the whole idea of a square or rectangle means that you get the corners. And I think that that kind of at certain points is the best part i mean those tends to those tend to be the parts that i save um for for the finale so to speak um, mark also says roti canai banjay curry champo uh, telo mata ke, telo mata um, which i don't usually do so i don't always have egg outside of my roti if at all i'll do a roti telo but i don't know i don't know now i'm hungry as well and therefore thinking a lot about experimentation um Prith says, number one and number five, in other words, roti canai and prata, are very different things. I'm surprised that five was the pick even among Indian street food. Prith, if you can get back in touch and explain how it's different. I, I haven't actually been to, to India and therefore I've never had the opportunity, I think, to taste um, the, the originator of roti canai. So yeah, I mean, I'm very curious about it. Uh, Vincent says, roti canai with thick dal and sugar is quite nice. Ooh, experimentation coming into the mix here. I, this idea of salty and sweet in this very particular way. I don't know if I'm up for the mix of sugar and dal, but now I'm quite intrigued. Uh, meanwhile, we've also got this from Nico who says, My roti chanai orders have evolved as I get older. In my youth, I preferred roti bom with lots of sugar, and then I spent my 20s eating roti planta kosong. Now that I'm in my 30s, I have to refrain from the excessive margarine, but I do now appreciate the beauty of fresh, crispy roti chanai with dal and sambal on the side. No banje, please. Thank you, Nico. Uh, someone once told me that you must order roti chanai segi empat instead of regular chanai so that they have to make it fresh. Life hacks. Ooh, can I share another life hack? Um, and this one is from my dad and it's very similar. So when he goes to a new roti chanai place uh, or a new mama where he's not sure um, about the standard of roti chanai he's going to get, he always orders roti telo for the same reason, that they're, they're going to have to make it fresh and that therefore you get what is likely to be the best possible gauge 
of whether or not the roti there is worth returning for. So um, either segi empat or telur or I suppose any of the... Um, any of the other um, any of the other add-ons or non-plain rotis could maybe be a, a way of could maybe be a way of ensuring that you get it fresh. Um, Yusija says, Liang Crispy Roll is the closest to Roti Chanai on the go. Um, you can find it in a few malls. I've seen it. Um, I haven't actually tried it. So yeah, um, it is the closest. I can tell that it's similar, but then does, is it still roti chanai if the fillings are very different? I suppose if you're going to be an essentialist, then the central point of the bread being the same means that it's the the central point of the bread being the same means that it qualifies as roti chanai. But judging from the messages, I think that you do need the the side condiments in order for it to actually be the entire dish. Um, now I think we've also got a caller on the air. Uh, we've got Kevin. Kevin, good evening. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, you're, you're asking about the appeal of roti banjir, yeah, right? Yeah, thanks. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, first thing first, I, I, I am like you. I also like the crispy part. But then the thing is, a lot of time, it's not easy to get a good crispy part. Either they smash it before they serve it, or when you tapau, your crispy uh, will not become the, so crispy anymore. So the next, for me, the next best of action is you uh, make it banjir so that all the essence of the dal, the curry and the sambal will all soak inside the, the roti itself. So in a way, it's easier to eat in that case because at the end of the day, even if you eat it fresh, right, you're, you're crispy, you still cut into pieces and then you dip inside the uh, the, the plate of dal or, or, or the curry sauce. So in a way, it's it's kind of simplified way if you do it roti banjir because and then you give it more time for for the the dal and the sauce to sit inside the roti chanai. That's why the the taste is more. Uh, how do I how do I put it? It's uh, better. It's uh, stronger. Mm, so it sounds to me like what you're saying is that if you get roti banjir, at the very least, everything's going to be consistent. Yeah, in a way, in a way, yes. But um, and also the the it. it takes longer time when the dal is uh, when the dal dry up inside the uh, roti itself meaning all the sauces that you, you you pour on it is all embedded inside the roti itself so all the essence is inside Kevin thank you so much for calling and for sharing I, I will try it I will try it again I haven't had it in years who knows maybe this is the path forward for me um, let us know again what do you think of this list um that has placed Roti Chanai as number one on the 50 best street foods um, in the world. And also, how do you like your Roti Chanai? If you are a banje defender when it comes to your roti, let us know as well. You can call, WhatsApp, tweet us. And after the 6 o'clock news today, it's a revisit actually of something we discussed earlier this week, using QR codes to order food because we're going to talk about the user experience and kind of bring back some of the negatives um, that were brought up in the show the other day. So do keep it here, BFM. 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.